What's going on? Everybody, you've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. And you've got the cartel gussied up, trying to look nice today because we're going to try to be nice today. And we're going to talk about nice things. That's the goal. Especially yeah. because, uh, as it stands right now, um, I mean, a lot of people are acting like this, the sky is falling. And we're going to get into that a little later on, though. We want to want to fl- fluff it up a little. We are going to get into the hockey playoffs, NHL playoffs, um, first and foremost, before discussing some of the more controversial matters, let's say. Um, this is still a pretty deep, dark pit for me. As far as as far as topics go, but we're gonna be nice. Yeah, but I mean, you have like four teams, you know. So like, <laughs> it's it, it can't be that hard on you right now, you know. Um, yeah, but they're all, it is when they're all busted. You know, sitting sitting uh, here as a Leaf fan, period. Um, I mean, the last time we recorded, the Leafs were still in the playoffs. Now they're not. Um, and as we're recording this, actually, the team that knocked the, the Toronto Maple Leafs out, the Tampa Bay Lightning, are up three games to nothing against the, the uh, Florida Panthers. So, I mean, I think we can talk a little bit about – I mean, we, I'd like to talk a little bit about where we're at in the playoffs. Um, and uh, also discuss – perhaps what the market is looking like, because let me tell you, the market's not doing what I thought it was going to do. We have some pretty important matchups. I mean, the battle of Florida was pegged to be a pretty good one. Um, We have, you know, Colorado advancing. I mean, they're usually in the second round, but it's a matter of if they advance past this round, the battle of Alberta, which is by far the most talked about series thus far. Um, And maybe in quite some time, actually, Um, And, you know, it's been about 30 years since they've done, they've done battle. And uh, I just, I haven't seen the bumps in the market, you know, like I've seen more people post about like Connor McDavid and uh, you know, a lot of people are bringing their collectible pieces out. If that makes sense. Like I see a lot of people showing off their Johnny Goudreau's and their Matthew Kachuk's and their Aho patches and like cool shit like that. So like, that's promising. Um, because it means that like people have been collecting players that not, not necessarily have big markets, uh, and they're, and they're excited to show them off because of the success, but the rookie cards that I think hold the hockey market up, um, you know, guys like Ovi, Crosby, Matthews, McDavid, McKinnon, all these guys are down arguably um, versus let's say three, four months ago. So it's a passionate collector's market that you see on display when people are bringing those items out, you know, there's people holding and there's an added incentive to hold when it's a player like uh, Johnny hockey, who wasn't putting up his best stuff as of last year. Um, We saw that resurgence in the market interest in his stuff about halfway through this year. He's one of those players that anyone would be reluctant to kind of liquidate at a bargain price when, when things aren't going well. And he's just one example of a lot of players like that. That's just a big part of the hockey market. And again, the passion of the collectors in this hockey market, unparalleled, at least in my experience, what I've seen 
uh, as far as, you know, I feel like you and I have been making the point about the hot, the, the top end for quite some time. It had its moment in the sun when everything else did in, you know, February of 2021. That's probably when things really started rocketing for, you know, players like Ovi and, and, uh, and McDavid. But uh, I would argue we I, peaked late, to be honest. Like, I think their, their not, like, best prices were probably at the Expo. So, like, that was, what, November? Yeah, that's that's in the hockey market. That's true, right? Because you you start to get into this season and what we were yeah, seeing. Because that's season. exactly what it was. It was like the hype going into the next season, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we saw Matthews. I mean, Matthews was kind of down at that point, but um, uh, McDavid was up. Ovi was high. Crosby was high. You well, know, like it was it was really Ovi and Crosby that yeah. we really saw the noticeable gains, which which was. Almost like our market trying to acknowledge the other markets and the way they were acknowledging yeah. that type of Steph Curry, you know, people that had played that yeah. relative amount of time. I agree which, with you. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Which is cool. Yeah. Like we we want those parallels, yeah. right? Because we don't we don't really see those parallels in our highest end like cup product as far as hockey no. goes. Um, and again, you're right. Again, with the playoffs, what we're seeing is not really bumps, but at the very least. Let's put it this way. This is, again, I'm just throwing this out there based on what I've seen. But, and we will get to it, but the market's dipping yeah. in general. I mean, yeah. anyone with eyes can see that. But you see a you know a player like McDavid is kind of shielded from that. He's at least stable, right? McKinnon's at least somewhat stable. You're saying they're down a little bit from three, four months ago where there's maybe a bit of pre-playoff hype. But but not by a ton. Right. So yeah. they're no, 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 no. I mean, there are big, I mean, there are, there are cards that fell off the cliff. Like, I mean, at this point, like I, I personally believe that the Matthews is fall, like not falling off the cliff, Yeah, but it's, it's down like 30, 40%. Like it's, but again, that's, that's, that's a great example of, I mean, that's just performance and what's going on. Right. Yeah. The, the roller coaster yeah. there is on the way up. He's, he's hitting 60 goals and there's yeah. big hopes yeah. and the roller coaster down is yeah. like our, uh, our Ross or not our Ross heart uh, trophy, Richard, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff was enough to justify that if the playoff win happened, you know, like if, if they right. got past the first round, I guess. Now, now, just to throw some hard numbers into this for our listeners and viewers who like hard numbers, um, we were looking at two grand, were, were we not for the, uh, or, or were we past that for a, a 9-5 Matthews? Uh, they were about, they were about mm, I don't even know if they got to 2,000. They might have gotten to 2,000, like 1,900, I think. I mean, they're sitting, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm looking them up right now. They are sitting at about, we're, I'm looking at two single bid purchases. I was going to say, you need to, uh, the, the ones that have been yeah, at auction. When I, when, I, when I get away from these two single bid purchases, mind you, now I'm in buy it now territory. I'm seeing around 1,800. And, the, and the, way, the way that I look at that is like, we were surpassing 2,000 with the 60 goal hype and going into the playoffs. And that easily could have hit 2,500, 3,000. I've also, I mean, I've, I've dug into a lot of the bids and they just don't look right. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. They just, uh, like yeah, how many know, can, a lot, you're, you're, I mean, and you're right. So I'm scrolling down and I see a true gem that actually went for 1400 on May 14th. And that's, that's kind of where off at 51 bids. So you're right. And that's really disturbing now that I'm taking yeah. a quick look at this. I'm telling you. it's um, Yeah. Not, 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 not to inundate the eBay issues, but I know that another uh, talking point the last couple of weeks regarding eBay has been that a lot of top sellers, myself included, are noticing uh, very few views and very uh, bizarre numbers on our seller pages uh, without any explanation of that yet. Have you heard about this? What do you mean, uh, like obscure numbers? 
Um, just seeing very low page views uh, is the first thing. Um, and now in my case, because I'm not extremely high volume, there's another seller that was high volume who put out on his page that he's usually doing about a thousand in sales per week. Uh, actually, I, I might be misquoting that. It might be like a higher number. Uh, has noticed his, he's not doing anything different in terms of the inventory he's offering, but the numbers are down huge, way more so than you would expect even in sort of an economic downturn. And it's correlating to a lot less views on his items. And I've noticed that on items that I've recently posted, I think there is some sort of glitch going on with eBay. I'm looking at it right now and views are down on existing items. Anyways, it's, it's, it's interesting to put that out there. That is interesting to put out there. Right. That's definitely something that I'm probably going to look into over the course of the next week. Because they, the they, recent, they recently changed their viewing system. Like they went to a, uh, like now instead of it showing the, the overall view, something has had throughout the course of it being listed. Right. Now it just shows the views for that item in the week, I think, or in the, in the last month. It's like something along those lines. So right. they, they recently shifted the view system. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, but I just, uh, I like that, you know, the, the kind of community put it out there before even I thought to put it out there. I just experienced it. And then, you know, you jump on IG and you find out that it is something that people are experiencing. Mm. Uh, but anyway, regardless, uh, yeah, that, that was an interesting live look at the Matthews market there. Uh, I think Coach Co makes some good points about just how much manipulation we might be seeing. I mean, it's um, scary. It's scary, right? Like, because... Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, I've been looking into it for a solid week and I'm, I'm just kind of waiting for them to relax on them. Like I, I'm by them, I mean, people who are obviously trying to keep this market going long enough to sell. I think that's, that's probably what's happening here. Um, and, and I believe it's organized, you know, if people are organized yeah. enough, uh, enough to go around and buy up a certain item. They're organized enough to follow up and work on ensuring that items value through these, um, through these nefarious means and uh, yeah, it might be more widespread than we've even thought. I'm, I'm in a very, look, I, I'm pretty sure it's similar with yourself. I'm in a very, I'm in a bubble of my own where I'm doing this non-high volume stuff. Um, I think eBay is fantastic for sales, particularly if you have sales goals, you, you cannot ignore the advantage of eBay. Yeah. Um, I, I have very few to none issues post-shipment which I'm very thankful for because you head on card porn and you think, you think everyone out there is a, a drooling monster waiting to create a problem for you. I think it's because of what you sell. I think it's because, I mean, awesome. I think, because I think a lot of that, honestly, and like no disrespect to the people who listen and collect basketball or football, uh-huh. but I do think. I knew, I knew you were going there. It's I true. do think, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, well, it's always like, I mean, th- those are the two hottest, I mean, hottest markets. Those are the two markets that are most yeah. reactive. Those are the ones that like, relatively speaking, have the most amount of money in them. And so it would make sense that, that that's where like a lot of the chaotic behavior, because like, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you where like, I mean, occasionally I have cards not arrive and like, I just kind of sweep it under the rug. And unfortunately, usually it's in that sweet spot where like it's a $40 card and I've, I've charged $5 to ship it because it doesn't make sense for me to charge $15. Of course. Um, right. And, crap, and, you know, and you're right? putting it out there, right. That that's the charge. And that's and then I'm doing. like, uh, and basically it's a, it's a crap shoot where I'm like, you know, this thing, I can't prove it gets delivered. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to hope that this person on the other end is genuine. I also yes. have to hope that it actually gets delivered. Right. 
And yep. so I found actually in the last month, I've had three cards come back as like not received. And all of them were under 40 bucks, but it's still fucking annoying. Sure. Um, it is. You almost have to fact. Here's the thing. It sucks if you're purely a collector, if you're a business person and, and this is actually something that you're, you know, uh, relying on as part of an income stream. Uh, you, you almost have to factor. It's the same way a convenience store factors in. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how it is. If you're one of these high volume, uh, say five to $10 cards type of person, you, you got to factor that in right away. You're going to lose a bunch. Uh, you can't, you're just not going to be able to sell some of this stuff. If it's for the insured price, particularly the States. I mean, you know what, even, even the regular price to the States now has tripled. So yeah, I mean, I guess I'm lucky in that sense. I stick with baseball, I stick with hockey, and I guess I have loyal buyers. That's a key too. I think if it's so the too. same guy coming to me. I think so too. I mean, you've also like you've had your eBay account since like '99, no? Uh, even further back, man, because like when I was a kid, I was like, you know, I want to buy this random thing, and I was uh, ahead of most people, so yeah. I had an account probably yeah. going back to '96. Yeah. Um, and remember, I told you, we don't want to go back to old man cartel uh, happy hour here or anything, but I was on there with Keith when Keith Olbermann was one of the first guys selling slabs, and he was the PWCC at the time in terms of volume and in terms of tactics. Let's put it that way. So, but I was there on the cusp of it. So this actually transitions. Um, I, I, maybe we can do this, but I actually went to a show last weekend. So I saw the market firsthand and this is kind of when I started to really look at, um, you know, like how the rest of the market was reacting because I saw firsthand, it wasn't a big show by any means. Okay. It was actually, it was not a big show at all. It was a show that I feel like was much smaller before. I feel like the card community, because the last time this show ran was before the pandemic, right? Because we had the pandemic. So it was like two years, especially in Toronto, everything was locked down solid. Okay? And it was pretty, I was there. It was pretty small. And so I think there was probably between 10 and 12 dealers there. Maybe may, I could be wrong. I mean, last time I was misquoted and someone almost shot me. So let's say 20 max. Okay. Uh, let's say 20 dealers max. Okay. I would say majority of the dealers were selling raw cards. They cool. weren't even selling slabs. Majority of those dealers were selling raw cards. Hmm, um, interesting. A good portion of the people attending were like older people. I mean, like people in like 60s, 70s, and they were looking to complete sets, which yes. I actually found. They walk with, around with their pieces of paper. No joke. No joke. Walking around with a piece of paper and a yes, checklist. Paper walkers. And they give them to the, the dealer and they say, I'm looking for these seven cards from like a 1967 set. Um, and so there was a, a, older people. There was also a ton of young kids. So like I saw a lot of either like grandparents or really old parents with like their children. Um, and I, I say children very loosely, but I did see like eight year olds, nine year olds, 10 year olds, 11 year olds. I so, so I saw uh, there was a nice representation of both like bookends of the hobby, which I found great, actually, especially in an environment where there wasn't a lot of wax for sale. There wasn't a lot of uh, uh, slabs for sale. You know what but I mean? What, like, what do you what do you make of the lack of slabs? What's going on there? 
I just think that it was an old school show. I think it was like, a, and all the people walking around had slaps though. Like all the people that came, like the our age group came in with their slabs, but it was very tough to move there. It was, uh, they were very tough to move. Um, you could move them, but you were looking at, I mean, maybe 70% of comps and like, like 60% or 65% of maybe 60% of what, what they were at like a month ago or two months ago. So, you know, it was like feast or famine, but I just found it really interesting that like, and again, this is a very small sample size. We will, we will be going to the expo, which is I think going to be the real testament. I, I, man, I'm so looking forward to it for reasons outside of what I'm usually looking yeah. forward to. I, I'm looking, I'm looking at the whole overall scope of it and it's good, man. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say. I, 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 I'm just, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the deal is. I can't, I'm not making any commentary beyond that. I don't know what to expect. I, I you know, I, I know what I'm hoping for. Um, it's going to be really interesting. It's a really weird vibe that I'm, a I'm really weird vibe in a long time. A really weird and it's, vibe. And, and it's especially kind of discomforting because 2019, the vibe was always great. Um, the vibe of the last show before the pandemic was fantastic. The market was on an upswing. People were buying Mickey Mantles. People were buying Gretzky's. Uh, slabs were the thing. Uh, grading was booming. And you could, you know, you got your cards back, but the times were starting to get ridiculous. They were. But the vibe, I, I didn't feel like, I feel like right now, there's a very strange nervous tension anxiety. I think and, that uh, has a lot to do with the overall economy. Um, and everything, and you everything. know, like we're talking, I mean, almost every market that's not like, and when I say tangible goods, I mean like goods that people need to survive. I mean, right. I know that like sports cards are tangible goods, but like, I'm talking like lumber oil, like I'm talking like, um, actual food. like resources. I mean, aside food, from that food, period, right. Food, like anything investment related, you've been, you've been that's, grocery like, not property is yeah. is like pretty much down like crypto down exponentially i mean people have lost their shirts off like terra luna overnight um we have the stock market i mean the s p is taking a pretty big beating right now and the cost like you said of everything is increasing right so and not only that but now the world is fully open do you know what i mean like this is the first time that the world's been fully open uh generally speaking i'm sure there i mean there's still shit that's going on in the world but I mean, there's not really that same sense of fear around COVID. Right. And so people are going to festivals, they're going to sporting events, they're going to, they're going on trips, they're going camping. Do you know what I mean? Like all these things are different hobbies and they're all things that require money. And uh, I just think less maybe less expendable income is going into, into sports cards. I mean, we talked with Ephus about the sports card hobby being just that. A ho Actually, it was, uh, it was signed in slab. that said, it's just that. It's a hobby, right? So how much, you know, do people commit to this hobby moving forward, I think is a big question. Let me tell you first and foremost about signed and slab and his shades and the long flowing hair 
which he has on, on the cardboard coaches. But I'm going to tell this guy to tread lightly because before, before long, you will find yourself drifting into the physicality of the coaches because we are coaches. We are certified professional personal trainers. We have high one rep maxes. Well, I'm sure Coach Coastal does. I don't know about myself. I don't want to start getting into the arena of arm wrestling, grappling. I will grapple you, Dave, of Simon Slab, and your long flowing, majestic locks will do nothing for you other than end up in the grip of my fist as I force you into deliverance-like scenarios. Now, I'm done with my promo. And we I, was wondering, I was wondering where we're going with this. Let's, let's, get back to, let's get back to where we were, which is the important part here. So, Brendan, it's, it, is, it is the hobby. It's, it's a hobby. And this, okay, so this is an important point. You can use it as differentiating from all these other markets, or you can use it like some people think that's almost like a, a negative, like, a, a, oh, it's, it's the hobby. No, that's actually the whole point, in my opinion. Because if you look back at the market breakdown in like the mid-late mid OOs, the hobby did survive. Sure, it kind of, it ebbs and flows, but it survived because the hobby always has to be there because people need hobbies. They need that release of anxiety and tension, right? I, I, I think a reason why, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think a reason why a lot of people are scared is because a lot of people were buying stuff that, Sure. I mean, they truly oh, yeah. probably didn't like. So, so I'm getting there. I'm yeah. getting there. Trust, trust me. I'm getting there because yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm still like transporting myself to like say 2017, 2018 when okay. a lot of, when the hobby was starting to build some fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Acu- okay. Acuna, Bellinger. Yeah. It was starting to build some fire. And, and, and then all of a sudden this guy named Gary V pops up and starts tweeting about it. But the point is, right. We, we need hobbies. We do. I've always said the, the fitness industry and you know, hobbies, whether it be cards or any of a, 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 a multitude of, of hobbies that have stores, you know, like there's, there are, you know, there's like doll playset stores, like on Mount Pleasant, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many specific types of hobbies that, that build up industries. Okay. So what, what, taxidermy. what's that? Taxidermy. Sure. So, hey, that's imagine how huge that is in parts of the Southern United States. So the point is people need it. It's not going to fade away. People need to, to stay healthy yes, and, and they need to stay balanced and happy through these hobbies that they absolutely love that. Now that does not correlate with the highest market values. Anyone with half a brain, come on, man. What we saw in terms of the curve, like we had to realize that that stuff was going to come down and that's where we get to where you are, which is the, the reason why I have this weird vibe going into the expo, by the way, it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm super excited to hang with, 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 with friends, yeah. see people, um, talk the talk, just, just enjoy the hobby. Um, we got people coming in from the States that, that are going to be partying in Toronto. That, all that stuff's great. That doesn't change. But the thing that is going to be interesting is, and, and you go back to the last expo where we were, what, semi-open? How would you describe it? We're, we were open, but it was just, we, we were just open, like right. just so open. Like I think we had open like two weeks before. Yeah. And there's masks and we're, we're still kind of cautious. Yeah. yeah. So there you saw the mixing of this new generation of the sports card hobby, the old hats, the, the, the newbies, the, the, the former sneakerheads, 
uh, the investors, the flippers, Jeff Wilson's walking around. Okay. There was no literally, literally, there was no Jeff Wilson at the expo pre pandemic. He was not a glimmer in our eyes. And then he's up on the stage being interviewed. So, uh, that that's what gets me going here is like, number one, is Jeff Wilson coming back? I hope, I think. See, can you imagine? I just said, I just said, I hope about Jeff Wilson, but yeah. there's a specific reason. And are all those people that were there going to be back? How are they going to be feeling? Because you're right. A lot of them bought a bunch of stuff. They were told to buy, or they thought was a good purchase. And man, particularly in the high end, which again is not my area. I don't think it's your area. When I say high end, I mean like six figures, right? Yeah, no, no, no. We're heading towards it. Those people have some feelings and they feel certain ways right now. So yeah, um, will there be, I, I hope there will be a ton of kids. Is the hobby enough to sustain the attention of kids right now who are being exposed to video games and the fact that they can go outside? Um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I, imagine I, not being able to see your friends for like two years, man. Like, yeah, some in some cases not playing sports. I would drop everything. To be honest. Your mind drifts. Your yeah. mind drifts. The, the the concept of a young Canadian hockey player and his buddies. I mean, that's that's an important cultural yeah. concept. You know, we try to make sure that it's accessible to all because it's that important of a, a cultural concept. Um, we try. I don't know how successful it is, but uh, the point is, I think you get my point. Um, the hobby's going to sustain, man. It is. Um, the sky is not necessarily falling. It's just, again, we're getting back to reality. We're just getting back to reality. And my opinion is probably the same as so many of these IG stories you're seeing is like, look, a good player is a good player. Invest in established guys like the legends. You can't go wrong, right? Do that. Get Gretzky, Trout. One is retired. One is still playing, but we know what they're capable of. We know what, what they represent. They represent something. Um, if you're going to put a lot of money into something, put it into that stuff. If you want to speculate and prospect, I still think it's a fun part of the hobby. The same way you and I speculate on who's going to win the playoffs. Uh, it's a part of the hobby. Uh, probably going to become smaller because of what we've seen. These I was going to say, when, when did we get to a point where a prospect who's never played before, his prices supersede like 99.9% of ultra-modern yeah. players that are playing right now? It's the hype beast mentality, the investor mindset. Um, it's, you know, it's that, that, that's what breeds that. And it's ridiculous. And I think there's a large sector of the hobby that likes that because they can just focus on what they're doing, which is always the better long-term play, man. There's a reason why people were buying mantles in 2019 all of a sudden when things were starting to heat up. That was a lot of great foresight. There was a lot of great foresight in the hobby. Um, there always is. And we never hear a lot about those guys because they move in silence. Yeah. Generally, you either know them personally or that's it, right? Because the stories we get are, are really corrupting new collectors. Look, I'm not a new collector. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I bought a couple of those tops. Uh, what were they called? The, 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 the original project um, that had the crazy prices. Oh, my God. I bought a couple of those. I held a couple of those. That's the worst part. Not that uh, I bought. Like project 100 or something, yeah, I think. Whatever it was. Pro- project 2000. I don't know. Project 3000. I can't even remember that. There you go. Andre 3000. The, the, the worst part was, yeah, the worst part was not buying them, holding them when they were at those ridiculous prices. That was the worst part. Um, so I, even I got swept into things and it's, 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 it's a combination of the, the, the social media coverage, the marketing, the fact that there are these, these blabbermouths out there and you generally learn to, 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 to ignore it. 
um, and kind well, of trust. Think, you're, you're always good if you trust your own instincts on these things. I think because like it makes you feel like the sky is the limit for that thing in that moment. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. because you see such a parabolic run, you're like, man, like I wonder how high this could go. Do you know Which, what I mean? By the way, is no different than going on a run playing roulette. I yeah, I mean, and then you end up you end up convincing yourself why it, it's it's a logical play. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It's fascinating. I mean, it's happened to all of us. It's happened to me. It's happened to you. It's happened to probably everyone that's tuned into the show. No one's been perfect, and if you have, you should be uh, betting futures on on everything possible, like because you'd be making a lot more money. Um, and also, like, you can know something's a good play and, you know, still kind of get, le- like, I mean, again, uh, you know, uh, um, there are people out there saying right now, buy, buy right now. If you have the means and you have the capital, buy. Okay, I get that. You know, in 2019, I, I, kept, I kept putting off grabbing a few Gretzky uh, OPG rookie cards. I just kept putting it off, telling myself I have time. Time ran out. And I just wasn't in the financial situation to do it. Mind you. I probably could have at least gotten one with the money I spent on some potential prospecting, you know, uh, I'll, 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 I'll cop to that. Um, so big opportunity in some ways right now, I would say so. Yeah. Um, I, make- I, that's kind of, that's kind of been my thing. Like, at least like, I mean, there's been a lot of people that reach out to me and just like, what are you like? What are your feelings? Well, uh, and, uh, I think, much with much like everything in life like and this is not like some cheesy like but this is actually a real like real life in my opinion real talk. if you it, it's really how you look at things right because like if the market starts to dip down okay instead of thinking about how much your cards are not worth you can start thinking about what cards are going to be worth more like like are, are down and are going to be worth more like you can literally put sure. your cards aside, okay? You can put what you have aside and say, this is what I have. I'm, I'm happy with what I have. And if you're not happy with what you have, then potentially make, make a move to get rid of that card. Because like, it, you don't want to be looking at your collection and feel like disdain. You don't want to feel like, like I could have, would have, should have on something. You know what I mean? Like, because if you really wanted it, you're like, I, you know what? I don't really, if, if I didn't want to move it at, at that price, then I don't want to move it at this one. You know what I mean? If your card was higher and you didn't want to move it then, then why the hell do you want to move it when it's down? Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. So you put your cards aside and you say, this is my collection. Be fucking proud of it. And with whatever expendable income you have, not whatever expendable income, but you, you figure out what's a comfortable number for you. Yeah. And from this point forward, you just look for deals of things that you genuinely want. Right. And there will be deals. There will 100% deals, especially if everyone's yelling from the rooftops that that the sky is Yeah. You know, if you wanted a Matthews and you were starting to panic because the price kept creeping and creeping as he played better and better, buy one at the expo. Now, here's the thing. The dealers are not going to be giving you bargain basement prices. No, they're not. But you will. You can potentially, if you look, if you put in the effort, you will find the one dealer who will. Because of what has happened to his entire inventory. So you got to put in some work there, but I bet you, you'll be able to find some. I think so too. It might be the cartel. Um, probably not. Um, what are people going to be asking for at the expo? I guarantee you, like, this is a fun game we could play, Brendan. I'm like, I, bet, you are, I bet you people going to be asking for Fernando Tatis Jr. at the expo. I don't know. So? I, I, oh, yeah. 
I mean, he's scheduled to be back. What end of June? Why not? Look, your your buying window's running out. I'm bringing one. <laughs> right. So. Oh yeah, you know what? I might need to talk to you about that because I maybe need one. But um, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to illustrate the point is that people are going to be trying to buy in an advantageous position. It's it's uh, it's also like a weird like uh, it's a dead time for the market in general in the summertime though, right? Like sure, yeah, we is, talked about like yeah. the market does go down in the summer. Like this is yeah, like yeah. what's so crazy. Hundred like, percent. Yes. Every yes. year, everyone's like the sky's falling. I'm like. The market goes down every single year in the summertime. It's like it's it goes up with the the start of the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB season. Yep. I mean, you could throw F1 in there. Uh, you know, there's Champions League. There's there's a yep. lot of things that happen all at once, right? For sure. And then as people start to get busier and do other things and and you know live their lives every single summer. Guess what? Cards aren't as important. You're doing whatever. And the price of things come down. I remember last year around, I, I don't know if it was this time. It might've been like July. I bought a BGS 9.5 Matthews for 850 bucks. I remember. So like it, the prices, I mean, as of right now, even if Matthews is 1400 bucks, that's still higher than it, than it was when there was no sky is falling. Sure, there you go. Year. Yeah, there you go. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, sure. how much of this is just a natural movement of what of happens? It. It's cyclical, you oh, know? Yeah, a lot of it, and it, that's not as sexy of a headline, you know? You know, but once baseball playoffs start, guess what? Another bump. Uh, anticipation for the next NHL season, uh, September, guess what? Probably a bump. I almost, know, wonder like, if, I almost wonder if major pages like Cardboard, um, like, I almost wonder if they're uh, putting up posts repeatedly about the market being down in an attempt to kind of be like, hey, um, you know, now would be a great time to sign up for all these different auction houses and places where you can buy and just get more buyers involved because we know the numbers were dipping. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out why. I mean, it, it, it becomes this sexy clickbait headline. Like, pretend for one second when the NFL season starts that the prices of NFL cards aren't going to increase. And, you know, and we know how NFL collectors are. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's... You know, like, so I just, uh, I just don't know how much of this is not a natural progression, right? Like, it's, but... it's, the, it's the combination with the fact that there had to be, there had to be a market, there had to be a market correction. There had but that's to be. what we said a year ago. And then it went back up. But, but what we're saying at this point is that that correction is, look, that is, there is going to be a stabilization of certain things, right? You're not going to be seeing these base tops baseball cards over 60, 50, 60 bucks anymore. There, there had to be that basic correction that when that happened, people are just kind of taking that, applying it to right now and just saying the sky is falling. But it was a correction and now we're just stabilizing and we're getting back to regular, like you said, market patterns based on the time of year based on the player performance, right? We're just back. And that's how it should be because that, in my opinion, that's more predictable, right? I mean, it makes it's sense. Not, it's not good to have an unpredictable market, but, you know, more predictable and makes more sense to you as a collector, as an investor, as a business person, right? I mean, I feel like we should also kind of talk about the price of wax. Like We should talk about, you know, Nazem Kadri, who just took out Jordan Bennington, but we didn't talk. 
He had a yeah, bottle. I don't want to have flashbacks. Right? He had a water bottle thrown at him. Yeah, the uh, in the he should have had a brick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they, they there he is. That they, wasn't they his fault. Their own history, right? And by the way, you and fault. I have our you and I have our history. With it wasn't his fault. We know some of his predilections. What? And we we Cadre, uh, we we, oh, yeah, we yeah, had yeah, some knowledge yeah. of him through through other. Anyway, point but is, <laughs> never crashing a net. They, 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 well, but the thing is, the two look. I, I, I'm not so mad at the actual play. Um, I don't think he held back. Um, they have their own history, the two of them. I mean, you know that they, they do. They have a series of events that he swung the stick, and Bennington swung the stick at him. And you have Cadre's story. It is, it is pertinent. He has his history, yeah. Right, especially in the playoffs. And look, bottom line is they. This this was going the Blues' way. This was going to turn into one of the biggest stories of the playoffs, and it's done. Anyhow, uh, what is it that you mentioned? You were uh, you just uh, told us that we should focus on the price of wax, man. I mean, sure, I think, yeah, no, it's yeah. I'm, I I'm think, trying to get I, some I mean, here. can they possibly sustain these prices? Like, well, it's yeah. the problem is it's so, going to. So if people finance. start leaving the market, right? Like, like that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking yeah. about people either leaving the market or being less present in the market. Being sure. busier, doing more things, having less expendable income. Yeah. Do you think people are going to be participating as as many breaks or sure, buying yeah. buying as much product? Right. Do you know if, if they're scared to buy singles? Do you yeah. think that they're going to go buy buy boxes and cases and? Well, boxes and cases are always going to have the one thing going for them: shiny and new. And we are like totally predictable creatures that like shiny new yeah. things. But you're right. No, 100%. Everything you just said, people getting away from it, having less time for it, less money for it, spending time doing other things. Um, yeah. Um, but the pro again, it has to, uh, it has to kind of, uh, organize itself with the fact that, you know, that we have such high pricing on, on new product. And I don't know what's going to bring that down or if it's going to happen, especially in the next few years when it's going to be in the hands of a company like fanatics. Right. So, I mean, I think like initially on drops, it will get sold out, but if people start to break less, I think there's going to be a, a, a then they have, they have to stop charging as much well, with, I, with wax. I, 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 I am so, I, I don't have a ton of insight into the mind of people that do a lot of breaks. I, I did a couple UFC ones like a few weeks ago, again, can't afford a hobby box. I'm going to pop into a couple yeah. of those. I got some autographs. I was happy, but you know, uh, what's the point I was trying to make? Um, the people that are doing it a lot in terms of gaining insight into them, you know, what's kind of scary is the people that support backyard breaks uh, with unending devotion are terrifying. And uh, they are real human beings. There's, there's not like a million bots doing no, this. No, 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 no. And, like, they, and yeah. if you look at their, pro these are people that aren't collectors. What's going on? Is it the community with these shirtless young men? Is it the gambling Right. It is. It is definitely interest in sports for sure. Right. So but it's such a weird thing. It's I really think the gambling aspect is something that needs to be brought up even more so than it is already. It's the dark part we don't want to talk about. But but how do you how do you talk about it when when like Ontario's pumping gambling like on I'm every Wayne ad, on, on every ad, on every street corner, you know what I'm saying? Like, Candyland scratch cards for kids. 
when like it's everywhere right now. Like I get emails on my phone, like just from being in the, in the area, like in, in Ontario, like, Hey, uh, so-and-so, you know, this, yeah. uh, FanDuel is available in Ontario from like Sportsnet, you know, flawless, like, uh, flawless is no different than Lotto max, right? You're going for the logo, man. That's what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, know? I don't know who's spending twenty thousand dollars on Lotto Max tickets, but if you are out there, <laughs> okay, that, that's right. Gotta, Sorry, it's, if you are out there, you gotta stop doing that. Yeah, you have to stop doing that. It's more high end and esoteric, but it's the same concept. It's like um, buying like thousands of dollars of those five hundred dollars scratch tickets. I think there are five hundred dollars scratch. Dude, they've been they've been marketing scratch cards to kids here in Ontario for decades. Anyway, here in our utopia. Um, I, in high school, every every day, I you know you go to the store, you, you get a, you get a scratch the, the, ticket. The year it became legal. What, once we were legal, boom, man. Oh, Who's yeah. legal? Not me. No, so when, you were, <laughs> when you were of age. Oh, you were even pre of age. There you go. He, you know, uh, I had a, a mustache my whole life, so I actually did. I actually did. Out the womb, man. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, so you can't discount that. Like, so I, I saw this, like, and even like at Platinum Breaks and Backyard Breakers, they, they, they have these communities of people that are comfortable because they can trust them. I, the money goes in, some cards come to me, right? The thousand dollars goes in, $50 of the cards come, come, come to you in the mail. And Listen, there's something we, we can't say that because I've been saying that and people have just been angry. Something manipulating. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One in 75 get a thousand dollar card. People are yes. angry, bro. They yes. do not want to hear that. They do How not dare want to I forget the one guy who hit the Herbert uh, patch auto? Sorry. I apologize for that one guy and the 600 people that got nothing. Um, so they are devoted, man, to what they're doing. And it's maybe messing with their brain chemistry. And uh, it is gambling. And that's an element that's going to sustain it for sure. Um, I mean, it's like being up till four o'clock in the morning with video poker. Yeah. 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 But yeah. And, and what about, hold on. Wasn't there, didn't they say, I was reading a story about a breaker who's up till like six in the morning doing breaks and then he sleeps all day. And then it's like, first of all, like how do these people know the deal here? They're, they're following him. Like he's like, he is their cult leader, you know, doing their breaks. Yeah. It's a big thing, man. It's, it's a, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing in, 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 in hobby, in the hobby mind frame, which is a little bit, again, it's very uh, not nice to use certain medical conditions that people do legitimately suffer from and are terrible, but you know, it, there is a compulsion. There's an obsession and your, your brain chemistry, as you and I both know, I mean, that you can manipulate your brain chemistry and uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'm just, uh, I think I'm always optimistic, you know, um, especially at, at, every time someone goes left, I want to go right. So the fact that everyone's like talking this mass exodus and this and that, like I feel compelled to not only see the other side, but like ride the other side, you know? Um, but uh, I think Wait, honestly, ride, like, ride it, ride it like a, like a cowboy, like, like Ethos pitch and, signed and slab the what are they the card cowboys the i think they're the card cowboys let's let's give them the shout out yeah if you haven't uh if you haven't checked out their podcast yet uh are you confirming that it's card cowboys 
I'm absolutely not because I am the cartel and the cartel has Alzheimer's. So no, because the cartel is looking at some. Uh, I don't know what he's looking at. I'm the looking card at cowboys. Let's just confirm this. So card cowboys. Ca- card underscore cowboys. It looks like. I think no. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll put the link in. There's the cowboys involved. There's. I'll put uh, the link in the description. Regardless, yeah, uh, I think it's an interesting caps. time. I think it's an interesting time for hobby. Caps. I think that there's going to be a lot of things that go on sale that we probably haven't seen go on sale in a while. I think um, if you're a true collector and you've been looking for, or if you've been looking for a reason to actually collect and, you know, br- buy stuff that reminds you of certain moments in your life, or maybe certain moments with your friends or family, I would highly suggest doing so. Um, Cause ultimately you just don't want this to stress you out. Like you can still make money here and there, but like, if this isn't a full-time job for you, get back to the love of it. Get back to, to not stressing out over dollars and cents and just allowing the players and the market to kind of do its thing instead of stressing balls in between. And uh, I'm, that's where I'm going to leave that. Well, yeah, and if, and if it is your business, um, just pay attention to what remains wanted, what remains uh, you know, desirable. Uh, at the expo, that's certainly I'm going to have my ear to the ground in terms of what people are looking for. Not just the deals, right? Because with the Tatis is that's just an example of a deal. I want I want to see what people are genuinely interested in and genuinely want and want to collect. That's the most important. Don't take note of who's trying to get a deal. Take note of what what do people collect? Is it a certain set? Is it a certain type of card? Is it a certain sport? Right? And yeah. uh, take take note of that if you're. If you're running a business, a good, honest, upstanding business where you're not uh, manipulating prices or trying to get involved in schemes, no schemers, don't scheme. Always honest. Yes. All right, team. Cartel does not scheme. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you haven't checked out some of our earlier episodes, please go just scroll through. Check it out. And uh, also, if you ever wonder, who we mentioned on this podcast, write it in the comment section. We'll, we'll, we will help you out. We will yes. point you in the direction of other great individuals in the hobby so that it can be a safe space for you as well. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Right Coach on. Go and Cardboard Coaches are out. Peace.